Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. Count my nose, smoke up. I'm from California. Where you from? So what? I'm from California. California. This is Los Angeles. Where we going? Westward, ho. What up, though? What up, though? It's your boy BTG, BTG for President, coming to y'all once again, once a week. I want y'all to go out there and cast y'all votes now. But look, we got a great, we got another topic. And I think a lot of people is going to like this one because it's uh, it's a topic that's dear to our heart. And I'm pretty sure if you guys watch movies, uh, you guys binge on TV shows, watch TV shows, you got your favorites, I'm pretty sure you come across uh, a few characters here and there that that's written off the show, <laughs> some violently, you know, um, you know, they die on the show and you like, yo, this definitely could have been prevented. So that's basically what the show is about today is, you know, some of the deaths that took place in these movies and these TV shows that, you know, could have arguably could have been prevented. You know what I mean? We got the... The obvious, and you know those that that'll come last. We and we already know who that is because I'm gonna break all that down. But I guess I'm gonna start with, and also should mention that I had a couple of friends call in, and they had their own little, you know, little small list, or you know, a few people here and there that they felt like could, you know, their deaths could have been prevented. Um, a lot of curveballs, and what I mean by curveballs is that, you know, most of my lists. Uh, is coming from, like, hood flicks, you know, hood classic movies. I may have, you know, maybe two, maybe three characters from TV shows, but for the most part, we're talking about those hood flicks because those are the ones that we related to, which means if the show was relatable, definitely the characters within inside of the show was relatable. So uh, I'm, I'm going to throw out, I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to throw out my honorable mentions early. And then I'm going to get right into this show. So Hannah Baker, the reason why I'm going to throw her in there, besides the fact that she she's cute, um, she was depressed that that whole first season. We're still waiting on the second. That first season was phenomenal. Uh, and, you know, she basically, if you guys haven't seen it, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. At this point, you should have seen her. You should have heard about it. But she committed suicide at, at home in her bathtub. So uh, she had 13 tapes, um, and they basically explained the reason why she killed herself and everybody that she felt like had a input uh, to her death, um, and she explained it well. So I really don't have to go into detail because she got, <laughs> she got what, 13 or 14 tapes that explains why she definitely killed herself. So Hannah Baker is one of my honorable mentions. Then my second one, which, hey, I think a lot of women might be mad at this one because I know I got a lot of feedback uh, just besides the besides the voicemails that came in. But I got a lot of people saying TT from uh, Set It Off, you know, that. That was pretty sad, you know what I'm saying? Because you, when you seen her go down, you just instantly went back to the moment where you know she had she had to bring her kid to work, like she was struggling with the bread. You know how it is, single parent, 
And uh, and she was just sweet. And she wasn't really with the business like, you know, everybody else. And it was sad for her to go down. So uh, definitely, though, definitely those two in my honorable mentions. Now, let's get to my list, though. So first on my list, we got my boy, Radio Raheem, right? So Radio Raheem um, from Do The Right Thing. We all know who Radio Raheem is. Uh, we basically know who killed him, which was the police. You know, majority of that you could blame on the police. So this episode, I'm not just going to bring up the people that was on this list that died, but I'm going to pick out uh, the reasons or the people that I felt like were involved or, or caused this death. So the, the police was definitely wrong for it because they had my boy lifted up off the ground, okay? And Radio Raheem is a big-ass nigga, big-ass guy, right? They lifted him off the ground, but it all started because they had differences of, you know, Sal's diner, or I don't know if you want to consider it a diner or a cafe, but um, he didn't have any black people on the wall, no black athletes, no black, uh, you know, powerful uh, leaders or anything like that. And in neighborhood, blacks had a problem with that. You know what I'm saying? You in their neighborhood and they like, look, when I come and eat here or drink here, I want to be able to see some inspirational black folks on the wall. They came in there banging. Uh, uh, you know, Radio Raheem came with his boom box. You know what I'm saying? Um, playing that, um, you know, fight the power, you know, public enemy. And, and you know, Sal wasn't having it. And he smacked the shit out of his boombox a couple of times with a uh, Louis Slugger. And, uh, you know, Radio Raheem didn't take... You know, if you knew Radio Raheem, you didn't have to know him personally. But if you've seen a nigga walking down the street, he had a big-ass boombox on his shoulder or he was carrying it in his hand. And that was him. That was damn near, like, his heartbeat. So to witness his radio getting smacked, that's another death right there. So I'm going to put that in the honorable mentions. You know what I'm saying? That The radio. The radio, Radio Raheem, was, was beaten for no reason. I mean... Granted, Sal did want him to turn it down, but they was arguing something. I felt like it could have been, I felt like it could have been handled. So who I'm going to blame for this? I'm going to blame Sal. And I'm also going to blame, I got to blame, you know what? I got to throw some, bl- uh, some, some blame on the folks that was already there because they could have prevented all that. They could have pulled Raheem to the side and like, yo, man, look, let's just cut it down for a minute and talk about this in a civilized way. But it got too amped up. It got too out of control, too fast. Next thing you know, you know, he trying to kill Sal on the sidewalk. They call the feds. The feds come. They put that black stick around his throat, man, and they choke that nigga to death. I felt like that could have been uh, prevented. You know what I'm saying? We didn't. I didn't want to see Ray Raheem go down like that. He seemed like he didn't cause no trouble. All he did was bang that music. You know what I'm saying? So that's the number one, uh, Radio Raheem from Do The Right Thing. Number two, you know what? This is a real quick one. I'm going to have to go with, I did not know that. I did not know his name in the movie. I want to say his name was like Mike or some shit like that. But... Uh, speaking of his name, his real name is Mike Epps. Uh, I mean, not not Mike Epps, Omar Epps. So Omar in Scream 2. <laughs> this is the thing, though. This is the thing, though. You First of all, you got to stop being so goddamn nosy. We 
pride ourselves off of, you know, like, we used to make, we still do, we make fun of white people for following the noise, being so damn curious, being so damn horny in horror flicks, shit like that, right? And you go to the bathroom. I got to I gotta put this on Jada Pickett, too. You know what I'm saying? A.K.A. Ronnie, but we'll get to that later. So, you know, he goes to the bathroom and he hears some weird noise in the next stall. Next thing you know, he got a knife jammed in his ear, right? That, Bro, that's your fault. I mean, because you're just being too damn nosy. Too damn nosy. Granted, it could have been, it could have been a setup because everything was connected to, you know, the college kids and the college students that you was going after. Uh, but no, come on, man. You know better. You know better. You're inside of a horror flick, watching a horror flick. You got crazy ass white people running around with the mask on, things like that. Your girl don't even want to be there. Okay. So look, man, I gotta, I gotta say that. You know, both both of them end up dying. I, I think Jada Pickett's character, the way she died, though, the reason why I'm not, like, I don't really care is because she took too long to die. You know what I'm saying? She didn't have to. I feel like she died. I feel like it's her fault. I feel like it's her fault. I feel like if she didn't do all that yelling and, and why, like, she could have saved some of that and, like, dialed 911. You know what I'm saying? But she put on this big-ass theater show and then died right then and there. And I'm like, yo, that's just... Come on, man. That's just too much. So that's number two. That's number two. Uh, number three. I think y'all gonna like this one. Number three. Uh, Eddie Torres. Do y'all remember Eddie Torres? Eddie Torres from New York Undercover? Man, come on, man. I think New York Undercover had about four seasons. He made it to three. I think he made it to three. But I'm going to tell you like this, okay? Malik, that was Malik's fault. I'm going to tell you straight out. He had it, First of all, he had his arm in the cast or whatever. Um, That was Malik's fault. You want to know why? Because Malik had a flip phone. You know how long it takes to flip a phone? Back in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if if we had smartphones back in the day, he would have had more time to say, Eddie, get out of the car. But because he had a flip phone, like, bro, like, it just took too long. And then that white chick, let me tell you, man, that white chick, as soon as she would have said something, I didn't like, Eddie, get out of the car. Because, I mean, well, the first thing that she said was, you're next. Or whatever. And then my nigga blew up in the car. You know what I'm saying? He blew up in the car. And, you know, I, I really couldn't make it out. And it was so long ago. But I, I want to say, did it, did Malik yell out Eddie? Or did he yell out, hey? Or something like that. Because I, I, I really couldn't make it out when I researched it. But, you know, that's Malik's fault, man. That's that's Malik's fault. Like, Come on, man. Y'all already getting, yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Y'all in a situation where y'all got to watch out for yourselves. Your girlfriend just got, you know, she just got shot. So y'all supposed to be sitting down somewhere in the first damn place. You're not supposed to be driving around the city, which means you're not supposed to be in a goddamn car that has an explosive device attached to it. But I'm still going to, I'm just going to blame that on Malik. I'm going to blame that on Malik. Um, 
I feel for Eddie. When when Eddie went down, when that car blew up, I was definitely, I was definitely sad for that one. That one, that one kind, that one kind of hurt. That one kind of hurt. But the next one, I think a lot of people, uh, I think a lot of people can remember this one. Uh, uh, you know, a, a lot of this shit is coming from the nineties. But remember Pookie? Remember Pookie? Yeah, from New uh, New Jack City. Now see. Oh man, I you gotta. I don't. I, I gotta blame Scotty. Of course, you gotta blame Scotty because he didn't check his man before he went in there. Your man, he, he, the, the the nigga was high. Okay, Pookie was high as a kite because his niggas was this nigga was doing jumping jacks inside the dope house. You know what I'm saying? Or the the um, the, the the dope uh, Carter, rather. You know what I'm saying? Um. He was just too amped up, you know what I'm saying? He was just he was just doing too much. He drew too much attention to him or whatever and and that was it. So I got to put it on Scotty because like I said, he didn't check his man's, you know, he didn't check his temperature. Um and then you got to put it on Pookie himself. You know what I'm saying? Pookie was just doing too much. He was trying to Now, don't get me wrong, he was trying to help out, but the nigga was just being extra. He's being super suspicious. And they caught on to it. And when I say they set that nigga on <laughs> when they set that nigga on fire, they set that nigga on fire. Uh, let's keep it in the 90s. Raheem. Now radio Raheem this time. Regular old light skinned Raheem. Okay, so we know what happened with that bishop shot him. You know what I'm saying? They went to go, uh, they went to go rob old man Quail at the corner store. You know what I'm saying? Who fault was it? I want to say it was Q fault. Because, okay, you know, Bishop wasn't supposed to do no shooting. You know what I'm saying? They were supposed to go in there, grab that cash, and get up out of there. He felt the power, okay? So I'm going to blame Q and I'm going to blame Raheem because I don't know who them niggas voted for that had a piece anyway. All right? Um, You know, they run off and they run into an abandoned building or whatever. And the first thing Q was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? First of all, they start verbally attacking the nigga. You don't verbally attack the nigga who got the gun, who just finished killing somebody. You know what I'm saying? Nigga said, let me take it away. So, look, I don't know if y'all ever been in a situation where y'all held a gun or had to shoot a gun. Me, personally, I don't have that much that much experience. But with the little toy guns that my son got at the, at the crib, I feel like I got a lot of fucking power. I really do. A lot of goddamn power. So with that said, I know, and he just finished killing somebody, so he's still in shock. The juices are still flowing. You know what I'm saying? They just got some money. Not sure how much. I forgot. But you don't try to take the gun away from him. You know what I'm saying? So I felt like that was, ultimately, that was on cue. Raheem did not have to die. He was already going through, you know what I'm saying, you know, baby mama shit, his girl hopping in, you know, other cars with other niggas and shit like that. And it was just, it was just wild for my boy that week or whatever. Uh, what's next? Well, the most, one of the most recent ones, if you guys do watch Power, uh, great show, by the way. You know where I'm going with this. Baby girl, Reign of St. Patrick. You know what I'm saying? And we already know, <laughs> we already know, you know, the fuckabouts with that. 
You know, you can't you can't completely put it on Tyreek. I don't know. Tyreek, you can't really put it all on him. And I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this because he was going through a transition himself. He's a little kid. The nigga, his street smarts is dumb. All-time low street smarts. Low, you know what I'm saying? But he was kicking it with street niggas. But I'm going to say this. This is who I'm going to put the blame on. I'm going to put the blame on the whole goddamn family. You want to know why? When your father is on both sides of the, on both sides of the fence, you know, he got a, he got a club that he's trying to push and he's opening up. Uh, nightly and it's, and it's looking great, upscale club. But then on the on the other side, this nigga is a, a damn near a kingpin. Not well, I ain't gonna say a kingpin, but whatever, whatever level is under a kingpin, he's damn near close to it. He's moving that weight. He out there get, getting bo- uh, bodies as well. He got a right hand man. You know what I'm saying? He's living that lifestyle. The wife is a part of it. The wife knows when all this shit hits the fan. After the um, after you know the officer was uh, found dead, like shit started hitting the fan. You know the media started showing up to the kids' schools and shit like that, and kids are saying, you know, popping off them jokes, and your father is a killer, yada yada. This at that point they should have t- pulled her to the side and, and you know told her what it was. I don't care how young, like she's not young enough to where uh, clearly she wasn't young enough to you know to get shot. Because he definitely got shot, you know what I'm saying? And everybody's blaming her brother when I'm blaming that nigga and the the mother and the father, too. Because if they told her that lifestyle, I feel like like she would have reacted different. You know what I mean? Now, uh, again, it's not her fault. You know what I'm saying? She's a smart girl. She figured some shit out, and she got pops. And her brother's seen everything. You know what I mean? So... It is what it is, baby girl. Rest in peace. Uh, I don't even know if Cats was really sad about that one because I don't really think we like the kids. <laughs> I really don't. I knew we know we don't like Tyreek. We know we don't like that nigga at all. Tyreek, Tyreek, whatever the nigga name is, we don't like that nigga at all. The sister, we felt like she was a little naggish. You know what I'm saying? A little ditzy or whatever. But you know, it's all love. I feel I feel bad for. Um, Let's see. Let's see who else we got. Let's see who else we got. All right. All right. We coming home now. We definitely coming home now. <sighs> All right. So my so my boy Glenn Ree. I think that's his last name. Ree or Ray or whatever it was in the in the in the in the show. The Walking Dead. We've all seen it. We've seen the memes. Like <laughs> we've seen the video. Uh, I'm pretty sure we've watched it multiple times. This was probably one of the most graphic deaths on just on the TV show in like a long time, maybe ever though. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people were emotionally attached to this character because he was there from like day one, from episode one. Not only that, you had a side that they just. He he became like our brother, our, our cousin. You know what I mean? Uh, then you had another side that was like, this nigga, this nigga skipped out on death a gang of times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This nigga had body of live zombies falling on him. 
You know what I'm saying? He, he just he was just in a lot of situations where the niggas shouldn't have really made it out. You know? Um, so let's get down to what really happened, why it happened. God damn it, Daryl. God damn it, Daryl Dixon. Okay? So, you know, Daryl, he went out on his Tupac shit, popping off. You know what I'm saying? Went off and socked this nigga Negan in the mouth. And the thing was, Negan had already said, like, yo, and the th- this is the thing about Negan. He's a man of his word, though. He said he was going to take out one. He was going to take out one. And, uh, I mean, we pretty much, we knew, we knew who he was taking out. You know what I'm saying? And Glenn, Glenn wasn't a part of that. Glenn wasn't, a, he wasn't a part of that. Now, I spoke to some people and I felt like, well, may, I think he probably would have took out Glenn because he knew how important Glenn was to Rick. And I feel like he killed Glenn because he wanted to, he wanted to put some fear into Rick's heart. You know what I mean? And that's why I think he did it. That's why I wasn't really so hard on, um, on Daryl. But there are a lot of people that felt like because Daryl jumped out of line that, um, you know, basically, you know, it, it was it was Daryl's fault. Now, like I said, I'm on that side. I'm 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 kind of like on both sides because I felt like if you didn't jump out and do that and he was going to kill Glenn, I mean, shit. He would probably would have. He probably would have did it like later on down the line, but I don't know, man. Negan is low key crazy. I can I can I can see that, but I'm like, I'm not sure if he would have killed Glenn right then and there. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Glenn would have went out like if he was going to die, he would have went out with a bang. Like he would have went out with a sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? Not like how he did, and it was a bang. But <laughs> I felt like. I felt like he would have did something like attempted to take out a large portion of Negan's army uh, going down, sacrificing or being the one that actually killed Negan, but die, you know what I'm saying, in in that situation with him or something like that, or die trying or, you know, something. Uh, But not like that. Not like that. So Daryl, I think Daryl's is going to be on the shit list until he do some type of saving. Or something, because, I mean, I know he feels bad for it. He feel like it's his fault. Hell, ha, uh, hell half of America feel that same way. So, um, definitely, definitely. We gonna miss Glenn. And, oh, my God. He got, it was it was a Sammy Sosa type of deal. You know what I'm saying? It was definitely, um, it was definitely a Sammy Sosa type of deal. Eye hanging. Shit was very graphic. Um, and the sad part is, you know, his boo thing watched everything and she was pregnant. You know what I'm saying? And oh, that's a rough one right there. That's definitely a rough one. All right, like I said, we bringing it back home. We definitely bringing it back home. So we all know, we all know who Kane is. We definitely know who Kane is, uh, Menace to Society. Yeah, classic hood movie. Now, first off, let me tell you, man. Let me tell you the last. Let me tell you the last four minutes of this goddamn scene that made no goddamn sense. So look, first off, the two niggas in the back seat of this nineteen early nineteen hundreds Pontiac 
they had their handprints all over the murder weapons. And the reason why I brought that up is because the first nigga that they show, he's loading up the clip, he ready. The nigga next to him with a jerry curl is, you know, he's loading up the clips. But in his left hand, he has a bandana in which he's not trying to touch the gun and leave friends. But his right hand is all over the gun. Confuses the shit out of me. Anyhow, they definitely loading up to come get this nigga Kane because the, the, the chick that he bumped at the picnic or whatever got her number, smacked them skins. She said she was, you know, throwing up, feeling kind of sick. She might be pregnant. He said, you tripping. I strapped up twice, extra tight. You know what I'm saying? And it was raining. And rain doesn't make it, it doesn't make it any better when you, like, denying the baby. You know what I'm saying? So when it's raining outside, she probably had, like, some Keisha Cole. Whoever the Keisha Cole was back in the 90s, whoever that was, she was probably playing that. You know, she was sad. She got upset, told her cousin, the nigga who gets beat up in all the hood movies, but it, you know... (laughs) I don't know how this nigga keep getting these flicks where the nigga keep getting beat up. Anyhow, um, he came to the projects, came to the PJs where Kane's uh, grandparents were staying at, confronted him. Old dog was there, and they beat the shit out of the nigga. They proceeded to beat the shit out of the nigga. What happens when you beat up a nigga in L.A.? It might be some revenge. Definitely might be some revenge. So with that said, let's fast forward back to the last four minutes of the movie. This is my thing. Who <laughs> who didn't see them niggas pulling up? That's that's my main question. Like, who didn't see them turning the corner? Because one of the niggas is hanging out of the window with a ski mask. You know what I'm saying? So who fought is that? I'm going to tell you who fault that was. Ultimately, it was Old Dog's fault. Want to know why? Because he helped He helped jump the nigga. That's one. And he wasn't as alert as he usually be, and he didn't see them niggas coming. That's the first one. The second one is the little boy. Why? Who the hell? First of all, <laughs> you, rode, you was riding your big wheel up and down the street to the corner all goddamn day. But this time you wanna you wanna go halfway, turn around so you don't see them niggas until the last minute, so you don't help, okay? And then the last person was Ronnie, and you wanna know why she's one of the main ones? Why the reason why Kane got killed? You wanna know why? Because for one, who told your ass to move on that goddamn day, okay? If you would have moved the very next day, Kane would still be alive, all right? And all that preaching and shit you did, it took you a long-ass time to convince this nigga to go with y'all to goddamn Kansas. All right? Not only was y'all supposed to go to Kansas, but, you know, like, you was supposed to go with two other cats. One of them got shot. You know what I'm saying? You know, and now he can't go. His dad is a teacher. He got to find out. You know what I'm saying? So Ronnie is Ronnie fault. Her ass, first of all, her son shouldn't have been outside driving his goddamn big wheels to the corner and back with nobody watching him, supervising, because niggas was moving shit inside the van. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> My nigga came. My nigga came. And the cold part about it is at the end of the movie, like, we seen, you know what I'm saying? He had got shot before. 
You know, that's when his cousin, that's another honorable mention. His cousin got shot. No, I told this on my, I told my homies from Forget That Yo podcast. The reason why these niggas died in the 90s is because what? Because of food. These niggas going to, you see Kane jacked the nigga for his, uh, for his five stars in, in, in the drive-thru, right? You know what I'm saying? Old dog killed a nigga over some cheeseburgers. And the nigga Kane cousin, you know what I'm saying, got shot in the head. And them niggas was going to Jack in the Box. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Come on, man. This is what I'll be talking about. So Kane cousin, that's an honorable mention right there. If the nigga would have been moving faster and wouldn't try to be slick and pull his gun out, and just get out of the goddamn car, the nigga will still be alive today. Matter of fact, the nigga Kane might still be alive. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, shit happens. Kane got his ass lit the fuck up at the end of the movie, but it was heroic because he saved the kid. But that nigga, I don't know. And the cool part about it is we wanted the Minister Society Part 2. We was hoping that we was going to get that. We was hoping we were going to see Kane again, that he pulled through. But I don't think that nigga had that Glenn status. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that nigga went down. All right. Bringing it home, bringing it home, shutting it down, shutting it down. We got my boy. And uh, this is another hood movie classic. My boy, Money Making. Say it with me, y'all. Money Making Mitch. Now, we already know Rico Gotti. But I want y'all to know this. I tell these young cats all the time when we start, when we talking music and we talking about today's era and, you know, the golden era in the 90s and shit like that. Um, I give out a list of rappers that I listen to, uh, not just because I like the music that they make, but it's, you know, it's basically the lyrics, how they break down life and shit like that. And it has nothing to do with the beats. You know, it has nothing to do with the chorus or, the, or you know, none of that. It's the actual bars. So I want to say this quick little, I want to say these quick few lines that J.D. Kiss said in the song, and it relates to uh, the Money Mitch scene where he got popped inside the building in the, in the lobby. So J.D. Kiss said, loyalty is thin, titching is thick. Look at a broke nigga's face when you mention a brick. I want y'all to write that down, and I want y'all to remember that, okay? That applies to anything. Anytime you flashy or you say something uh, or that, that might spark a broke nigga's fa uh, uh, interest or whatever, just watch. Just watch who you around or whatever and see how they change or light up or, or something like that. Now, we know Rico helped that nigga, right? And, and basically, he felt like, Mitch felt like he had to, you know, help the nigga out or, you know, I mean, but, the, you know, Rico was persistent. He said he would do anything, shit like that, right? And, you know, he helped Rico. Rico helped him. He brought Rico on. He was the wild card, you know what I'm saying? And through the midst of all, you know, them making money and shit like that, Sonny, Mitch's little brother got kidnapped. And they were sending ransom notices and shit like that. And, you know, the body parts and, and all kind of shit. And, and Mitch was just breaking down because, you know, Mitch was like, he was loved in the city. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas knew him. They had a lot of love for him. But the niggas showed, like, a, a sense of, um, he just had this 
charisma about him. You know what I'm saying? His confidence was sky high. Like, he had mad respect. And once they snatched his little brother, I mean, the nigga didn't know what to do. He was broken. You know what I'm saying? He was broken. And he had to come up with 14 bricks, which he did. He had 14 bricks, and he said, look, he met Rico, you know what I'm saying, up in the, up in the building in the lobby, and he said, look, man, I need you to help me get off these 14 bricks. After we get off these 14 bricks and get Sonny back, we're going to be back on, right? That nigga, <laughs> that nigga Rico didn't hear none of that. All that nigga heard was 14 bricks. And he pulled off, he pulled out, and he pulled off on uh on Mitch. Shot him in the stomach or whatever. And I assume at the end, you know, when when he slid down against the mailbox, he probably shot him in the head. You know what I'm saying? And that goes back to the line. Look at a broke nigga's face when you mention a brick. You never know what these cats is gonna do, and it'd be the closest niggas to you. Now, who fought is it? Man, look, I wanna I searched high and low. But I can't put I can't put it on nobody but Mitch himself. You a flashy nigga, man. Everybody know this. This is this shit has been done before you. Okay. What happens when you What happens when you too flashy? Niggas watch you. They watch a lot. And sometimes when you the head of an empire or one of the head honchos, man. You know, a lot of niggas want that power. Or a lot of niggas feel like they can have that power or can handle it. And that was Rico. And Rico was doing a lot of the dirty work, but he felt like he could do the business side too. You know what I'm saying? And they already knew he was wild. And, you know, Rico took his chance. He took his opportunity. You know, and that, and that was basically, yo, these 14 bricks right here, I'm about to knock you out and make up a story. And that's basically what happened. All right, y'all. Now, let's get to the main event. You know what it is. You know what I'm here for. Ricky Baker. You goddamn right. Boys in the hood. Ricky Baker. USC. Full scholarship. All this nigga had to do was spell his name right on the goddamn SAT. As dumb as he was... That nigga was going to get up in there. See, what they didn't show was they offered them niggas some money. They offered him a full scholarship. All they did was say, look, we need you here to come in here and be documented as taking the SAT. So when he was in that library with his, you know what I'm saying, with his girl or whatever, and, and with Trey taking a test, man, them niggas, you know, that nigga was just fronting. That nigga was just fronting. He was going to go to USC for all four years. He was going to break OJ's record or whatever. And see, this is why I'm mad, because the nigga was going to go to USC, break OJ's record, and then he was going to get drafted by my, at the time, the Los Angeles Raiders, which is my team. And I felt like he would have helped us get another, you know, at least one or two Super Bowls. That's why I'm mad. But let's go back. Let's, let's break it all down. So how did it all start? Well, it was on the show. It was on the legendary show. It all started with, you know, Ferris. You know what I'm saying? He bumped into Ricky on, you know, he bumped into him on the show. He did words exchange. You know what I'm saying? Doughboy got involved. Someone was called a bitch and, <laughs> you know, pretty much pissed everybody off. A couple of seconds later, this nigga Ferris wanted to get his little Uzi and shoot up in the air. You know, in the air, everybody skate off or whatnot, whatever. Now, I put this situation 
the fault on four people in this situation, okay? To me, that's the mom, that's his girl, Doughboy, and Trey. Now, the mom and wife, this is what pisses me off. You know, basically, his his girl needed some, uh, some cornmeal to cook some fish. This is why I'm pissed off about that. Let me tell you why I'm pissed off about the fucking cornmeal that Ricky had to go get, which happened to look like it, it was probably... It was probably a Sunday, because if he was on his show, he bumped into him on his show. It was most likely a Sunday night, I mean, a Saturday night or whatever. So this nigga went to go get some cornmeal on a goddamn Sunday morning, right? This is why I'm mad, because this nigga, he went to Crenshaw. That means he lives in the district, okay? I know where those train tracks is at. Those train tracks is over there off of uh, 12th Ave and maybe, what's the cross street? Cross Street would be, uh, I can't even think of the Cross Street right now. I can't think of the Cross Street. But I know it's all off, of, off of 12th or 11th half. And my nigga, it's a fish spot right there off of Crenshaw and Jefferson. They got the, man, they got some fire ass, like shrimp dinners. You you telling me y'all didn't have enough money to go get a shrimp or or a catfish dinner from the uh from the uh fish shop on Crenshaw and Jefferson and then down the street from there is one over there by Dorsey that was off of uh, Jefferson and um damn I can't think of the cross street my wife would know because she went to Dorsey a week ass school anyhow that's why I'm mad because you went to go, you could have went to go buy some fish and look it's not walking distance. Which means you will have to drive. Which means if you drive, then Ferris and them, they don't even see you. They don't even notice you there because they peeped you walking. You know what I'm saying? Y'all would have left in that little entree, um, uh, stupid ass uh, bug or whatever that make a ganging noise in the middle of the night that wake up the whole neighborhood. But she would have got there and got back in half of the time. But no, y'all dumbasses wanted to walk to the liquor store and go get some some goddamn cornmeal and a black and a uh, little black uh, whatever that shit is he was eating and, and drinking uh, drinking milk and a goddamn scratch off or whatever. Um, so yeah, I blame the mom and the wife for that. Okay, for going to the store. And then I blame Doughboy Lazy Ass because his, that's another nigga who could have drove. You know what I'm saying? He, he definitely could have drove. And this is my thing. This is what this is what basically black people in America want to know. Ricky was a, he was a, a all-American, fucking all-city, all-state running back. You didn't have no scat back moves, my nigga? I'm starting to think I need to call in and see who... Was this nigga a fullback? Because he didn't make no type of moves. None. None. No drop and roll. No zig, no zag. Now, another reason why I'm pissed off is because everybody knows. When you look to the left, when you look to the right, there's brick walls and there's a fence. That nigga didn't hop neither one. Okay? And what shotgun reaches that goddamn for? And it didn't hit Trey? It didn't hit Trey. All them bullets. You telling me every single goddamn pellet or whatever BB hit went through uh, Ricky and didn't reach Trey. All right, you know, and it, and it, like I said, it's Trey fault and Doughboy fault for y'all niggas being lazy and 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 don't want to drive. 
You know what I'm saying? So that's it, y'all. That's it, y'all. That I mean, you know, I, I I'm pretty sure. Uh, you know, like my my fellow friends, some of my podcast friends, and some of my my friends that call in. Uh, they're gonna, like I said, they're gonna have their list, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna. Everybody's gonna have Ricky on there. Everybody's gonna have Ricky. Was like the thing. I think the reason why people love Ricky so much, and it was affected by Ricky, was because not just in L.A. I mean, well, I technically I can't speak for any other city in, in all these other states, but in Southern California, uh, in L.A., we've seen Ricky's die almost every day. You know what I'm saying? In all, damn near every sport, or damn near every main sport, from basketball, football, to baseball. Those were the three main sports we was playing out here. We still play. And we've seen a, uh, a Ricky go down all the time, man. All the time, the game violence. Um, yeah, and it's a sad situation. And I think that was one of that's going to be ranked number one of all time because of the actually the time period too. You know, the gang culture out here in L.A. was high at the time, and um, like I said, we all knew we all knew a Ricky, we all knew a Rick, we all knew a Ricky Baker. You know what I'm saying? So. Yo, shout out to those shout out to those classic movies, man. And uh if y'all got any feedback, man, please, you know, call in. You can you can call my Google voicemail, 909-536-2636. You can go on my website, baylorthegreat.com. You can leave uh some feedback there, or you can email me out at my mailbag, uh at Bailey the Great. Um, yeah, man, send me some feedback. Uh whoever y'all think. Uh, died in a TV show or, or movie that y'all feel like uh, it could have been prevented. They could have been saved. They could have went longer. You know what I'm saying? More episodes, more seasons, or in the in the in the in the sequel or something like that. Uh, I appreciate all the feedback. I appreciate all the love. Uh, real quick before I leave, though, um, I had the chance to go to. Um, I want to say like. Um, um, uh, I don't. I guess you want to call it a a concert or whatever. And um, it's the real. I don't know if you ever got. You know, I don't know if you guys. I know a lot of podcast people have heard of them, but two white boys. You know what I'm saying from New York. Uh, definitely put on a great show. Uh, last Thursday, man, and um, I got to meet them personally, VIP. Got to talk to them. I'm going to send them some shirts. Uh, it was very, it was, it was, um, it was very refreshing, man. Uh, they let me, you know, they told me their story and how they got started, the grind, a ten year grind, and I appreciate the time that they uh, that they shared with us and things like that. And uh, yeah, man, yeah, um, that's it. So don't forget to vote for me. It's your boy BTG. BTG for president. And yo, they didn't have to die. Ricky did not have to die. Radio Raheem did not have to die. Raheem and Juice did not have to die. Hannah Baker did not need to die. We could have saved her. Okay? Money Mitch didn't have to die. Glenn. Glenn supposed to be raising his kid right now. Psst. Y'all niggas tripping. Yo, BTG, it's your boy, Dino Red. 
and I'm calling what is it the the death that could have been avoided or should have been avoided on TV and film well I'm more of a TV dude than a film dude I like film too but I'm gonna go ahead and deal with a couple I got for TV and I could go into Game of Thrones but I know you don't watch Game of Thrones the best show in the history of television so I'm not gonna do that to you I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to drop a couple from The Wire. And I think you followed The Wire. If you didn't follow The Wire, then you need to stop podcasting. Go and watch the whole entire Wire. Binge watch it. And then come back and start podcasting again. But anyway, okay. The first death from The Wire I got that could have been avoided is a little bit of a deep cut from the second season. Remember Ziggy? Ziggy. Tabaka, remember that duck he had? The duck, I think the duck's name was Stephen L. Miles, named after a local uh, lawyer, kind of like Larry H. Parker out here. That's what he named the duck. But anyway, the duck died of alcohol poisoning because the fool didn't give the duck anything to drink, eat or drink except alcohol for like a week. And he killed over of alcohol poisoning. That was an unnecessary death. Could totally been avoided. Iggy was an idiot and should have been arrested for animal cruelty a long time ago. He eventually ended up in jail anyway because that's where it belonged and that's where it was headed. But anyway, and the second one I got from The wires also a little bit of a deep cut. Remember Sherrod, the little homeless junkie boy that was hanging out with Bubbles? Well, he took a hot one. He took a hot one. Bubbles had this this uh dude, this stick up dude who was jacking him for his money, his dope, his his product, whatever he was slinging. Because he would, you know, he had this little hustle. He'd be slinging t-shirts and socks and whatever else. And dude was always sticking him up. And Bugs went to everybody for help. And for whatever reason, nobody had time for poor Bugs. And Bugs just had enough. And he took some dope and he went ahead and spiked it with some of that shit. And it was meant to kill homeboy. But he left it out and his little junkie adopted son got into this shit and he took it, took that hot one and uh, went gentle into that good night. That's another death that could have totally been avoided. So yeah, I got cut off. I'm leaving me a long ass BTG message. So you know how I feel. Um, so yeah, so my two, I more, I got plenty more really, but I'm only going to leave these two since I already filled up one message thing and got kicked off. But, uh, all right, man, that's it. Dino Red out late. What's up, famous man, Tyler C from the community experiment podcast. Listen, two to three. Uh, what you say? Unnecessary deaths in movies and television. Number one, my man Artax, the horse from Never Ending Story. Listen, the tray you got him killed. All he had to do was keep walking, tickle his ear a little bit. Listen, I'm from Kentucky. We got them horses. Tickle his ear a little bit. He would have kept walking. Uh, uh, Trey, you, you got my man killed. That's messed up. Unnecessary death. Number one. Number two. Uh, D'Angelo Barstale from The Wire. First of all, when you go back and look at it, one, 
who in prison is going to let somebody walk up on them like soft and smooth? Nah, man. That's the number one thing you hear about. I ain't even been to jail. I know that. Don't let somebody slip up on you. And the belt wasn't even tight. Ridiculous. Unnecessary. He could have got out the hold. Number three, Ricky. Boys in the hood, fam. Come on now. Bro, you got a, a, a football scholarship and you can't shook and jive. I know everybody's going to say Ricky, but I got to say it too, man. That's number one of, of movie television history. Ricky, you couldn't do no cuts, bro. You couldn't juke to the left, juke to the right. And can a sawed-off shotgun even spray that far? But he was a good 50 yards away. Ricky, Ricky, you couldn't jive on him, bro. Listen. Tyler C, Community Spreader Podcast, we out here playing games. We ain't out here playing games. Once again, unnecessary deaths. All right, BTG. This is for the deaths that could have been prevented. I'm going to go with my number one off the bat. Leonidas, 300. Now, I don't know know how to go with this. Maybe it was his ego. Maybe it was just a bad strategy. Maybe they just hadn't had enough sleep or dinner. You know, maybe everybody was still angry from the death the previous night or morning. But uh, how are you going to tell me that the most elite group with the with the uh, with the greatest uh, turtle turtle shield is going to wreck um, wreck the other enemy? Right? They get close enough to him. And then they just want to break formation, not put up their shields or anything else, and let everybody just shoot arrows at them, right? The whole movie, they got arrows shot at them. Well, half the movie, they got arrows shot at them. And you're going to tell me, just to get one lazy throw that was off, he's going to run, you know, 15 yards to throw one throw, where this man in two-step drop thrown everything in the whole movie. You know what I'm saying? He was out there Brady, and this is the moment he can't do it. He was out there paying paid Manning in his heyday, throwing the Marvin. And now he can't make the pass? Come on, man. Come on. That was preventable. Like, they could have jumped out, break formation, killed the dude, threw the spear, and then fell back into formation when they shot the arrows and just stayed there until all the arrows ran out. Right? Because the people weren't going to come and mess with them because they just got the ass handed to them, like, what, 72,000 times? All right, so that that has to be preventable. You know what I'm saying? We could have had an extra 10, 15 minutes in the movie. Hell, who knows? They could have changed the war. I don't know. I'm just saying that was preventable. His punk-ass pride fucked it all up. And, yeah, I know what you're going to say. I know what everybody's going to say. Oh, it helped the war, you know, the war to come, blah, blah, blah. They was the martyrs, yada, yada. They ain't getting no virgin, okay? They ain't getting shit. That's all I'm saying. They ain't getting nothing. Now, oh, I don't know if I said this earlier, but this is Brent. I already just wanted to go into the rant. Like, you heard me on the last episode or, yeah, something like that, and I'm calling in just to leave some feedback. Um, The second movie that could have been prevented, moment in the movie that could have been prevented, Sarah in Cliffhanger. Tell me why this guy, uh, Stallone, why didn't he just scoot himself down another five inches? And just grab the belt that was falling and just wrap it around his hands. That's all he had to do. Clip it on himself. Wrap it around his hands. Let her monkey herself up to his body. Like, there's a whole lot of ways you could have did that. That could have been prevented. DTG. Taylor, what's good, my brother? 
It's your boy Just Blaze from the Above the Rim podcast. You know I had to show some love and come in here and talk about it. So some deaths that I think that could have been prevented. Number one, I'm gonna have to go with Raheem from Juice, man. He ain't have to die. You know Pac was hating on that light skin effect. Raheem was the leader of the wrecking crew. Another one, uh, Flip, the bum from above the rim, man. Birdie ain't had to do him dirty like that. Flip was a civilized bum with some game. I mean, I guess those bunks from Kyle was enough. Uh, Glenn from The Walking Dead. I mean, Glenn didn't have to go either at the hands of Negan. That was a little unnecessary. He could have been, uh, he was a great character. Last but not least, I got to go with my man Julio from Power, man. I think he could have held on a lot longer, man. If Jess didn't progress the story in any way, he could have been beefing with Drake for a whole season, if you ask me. And he was just getting them good scenes with that fine Asian chick, too. So, I mean, Julio ain't have to go, man. So it's your boy, Just Blaze, signing out above the rim. Yeah, this is Devin, a.k.a. Twitter handle, Mr. Underscore High Yellow. Yeah, baby, well, you know what it is. I'm calling to talk about a movie death that could have been avoided. Picture yourself in South Central Los Angeles. It's a nice day. You're walking with your homie. Now, you know, these old fools driving around, motherfuckers ain't been, ain't old enough to be in high school, but mess with, still messing with little girls, and one of them got a sawed-off 12-gauge. You know how it goes. You got to keep your head on the swivel. Picture yourself getting a full-ride scholarship to USC. You run a 4-3-4. You say you're going to go one way instead of walking with your homie, then you in denial saying, these niggas ain't going to do nothing. When you already seen them shoot up the spot up there on Crenshaw. Nigga. When they roll up at the end of the street, you see them pull the gun out. You turn around and not only do you run a straightaway, you don't even try to get down. You don't try to juke. Nigga, you play running back. You know you know what your moves are. You don't try to run off and deke off onto the side of a garage, the little, the little small fences. This nigga just keep running straight down the alley. Ricky was meant to die. He had to die. If you want to be honest about it, because that show you niggas ain't, every nigga ain't able. That was some dumb shit. And you know what? I really don't have no sympathy for Ricky. That's that. And that is a movie death that could have been avoided.